0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 77 of Walk on Radio. You know, we keep talking about it. We it's been a busy uh it's been a busy time for both of us uh and now uh, I've always said hump has been busy with the adult world, but now I kind of jump in with some busy stuff of my own and we're going to talk about it all here. So, Hump, kind of give an update and see. Uh, tell the people how you're doing. Dalton, I'm good.
1: Um, had a fun and successful year broadcasting for my alma mater, Sulphur Springs. Um, still working. Still, uh, still rooting on the Cowboys. I took a trip to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin to watch them uh, lose to the Packers in overtime, which I'm sure brings you a lot of joy. Um, now I am... Just you know, enjoying enjoying the uh, the great time of the year of sports that it is, um, and I enjoyed watching Sam Houston this year. Sad that 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 season's over, but uh, there's still a lot of good football to play.
0: Yeah, so let's kind of dive in. That's our that's always kind of our be- beginning talk is Sam Houston football, and you know, for me, we're kind of now both in the outside looking in because uh, if you follow me on social media, you've seen that. I've actually hit the transfer portal for my last year. Um, a lot of things kind of went down at the end of the season, and it kind of came down to we had to make a business decision. Sam Houston's moving to Conference USA, and they wanted to make some changes. And due to me graduating, I was on that list. You know, I completely understand it's, it's how it is. But, uh, you know, we'll get it on the transfer portal life, and we'll kind of touch on that a little bit. But, Hump, just kind of looking and being a fan, tell me kind of how this season went in your mind and – how do you think Sam Houston is going to do as they move to the big dogs, the conference USA to FBS?
1: Yeah, Dalton. I think that Sam Houston had a successful year, uh, given the circumstances. I think that number one, you beat SFA, um, and any way you cut it, that is a humongous feat. And to go out on top of of the Battle of Pony Woods, to go out eleven wins in a row, and in a in a dominant overall fashion. Uh, that's a huge, huge deal. Um, you know, was there disappointing times this year for Sam Houston football? Of course. Uh, when you redshirt a lot of your really important key players uh, throughout the season, you, you're going to have that. Uh, now, there were some bright spots. I think that, you know, um, a name that comes to mind, Zach uh, that that's, I mean, you know, what a, what a spark that was this year. Uh, you know, next year you're gonna have Ife, you're gonna have Noah, you're gonna have those guys back in full time. Um, you know, I guess my questions are gonna be, you know, what is our status next year? Are we bowl eligible? Are we not bowl eligible? What's the quarterback situation gonna look like? I think Keegan did a good job this year. Uh, it wasn't pretty at times, but he 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 got it done when we needed to uh in some spots. Uh and so it'll be interesting to see what that means. I think from a recruiting standpoint, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised with how well we have recruited thus far, uh, as far as what I've seen through social media. Uh, and so hopefully that continues. Um, what's the coaching situation look like? Uh, you know, there were reports this last week about Keeler possibly having interest in the Texas state job. So what does that mean going forward?
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the really good thing about this season was we got to see a lot of younger guys that probably won't get to see the field much this next year. And if we we're in the playoffs or competing for a national championship, probably wouldn't have seen the field a lot. And so we got to see a lot of players. And uh, I mean, we because of injuries and because of the red shirt, we got to see KG, a guy that was a safety, moved linebacker, ended up being the WAC defensive player of the year. So we're seeing players that didn't that probably wouldn't have gotten much time go out there and do their thing. And it was really exciting to watch and, you know, a disappointing end, especially for me being my last game was a bear cat, but I've enjoyed it. It was fun, but yeah, man, you were talking about coaching and, and, and moves and it happens every year. We saw it with coach Cardi, we were a part of that. And then the whole Keeler rumors, man, that was, it was insane because that would have honestly, I think that would have derailed Sam Houston in their transition because losing a head coach, especially someone who's been here for a while that would have been tough for the program. And especially because then you probably lose a lot of players, but what it looks like based on Texas state's Twitter is they, they have hired UIW's head coach, which is also a shot for UIW because they're in the playoffs right now. They're in the middle of a playoff run and now they have to deal with that hump. What, how does that affect the team that is still competing and trying to win a national championship? Uh, I think tremendously
1: Uh there, there's, there's, You know, I'm not blaming this at all. I'm not blaming this on on our loss against Montana State at all. But, you know, the biggest distraction that week was the the announcement that we were moving to Conference USA. Uh, And I know you remember that, but it just seemed like that overtook people's conversations rather than, hey, we're playing in Word this week in, in our first game of the playoffs, or hey, we're playing Montana State this week. Obviously, a team that was national championship caliber, uh, and so it's a distraction. Um, and there, there's there's no hiding that. And so for UIW this week, that sucks. Uh, I mean you you've got you've got probably the Walter Payton Award winner in Lindsey Scott. He, he's going to win that award, um, and so you have a legitimate chance to make a run. There's no San Houston. There's no James Madison. There's no Jacksonville State. You have a legitimate chance to make a run here. And now you've created a pretty big distraction.
0: Yeah. Like you said, we saw it and not a, it it doesn't take away from, from the game. You know, we flat out lost that game against Montana state, but a lot of people thought that with Cardi having the, be announced for Delaware's uh, head coaching job, that that kind of affected things and, There's just a lot of different outcomes, but man, it just changes the dynamic of a team really quickly. And so, you know, good luck to UIW and uh, hopefully it's not a distraction. They can keep doing what they're doing. So Hump, next thing I want to talk about is the transfer portal and uh, you've seen it. And now that I've been there firsthand, I'm kind of in it right now, man, this portal thing is just insane. And I, I'm still on board that it's a good thing. It's a good thing for players because it gives them a chance to go somewhere. But I mean at the portal hasn't officially opened for FBS until Monday and there's already I think about 300 players in it from the FBS alone and the FCS is around 800. So kind of talk to me about the transfer portal. What? What's your opinion on it and what can be fixed to change this where it's not you have to graduate first, but it still requires, you know, not every player can jump in.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know man because they're the problem is to accommodate for the situations that are completely reasonable. You know, hey, this this is, this kid is this kid has all the right intentions. These coaches have all the right intentions to accommodate for that. There has to be some free reign on on what is allowed. Uh, and the part that worries me is where where does it where does it start to affect high school seniors? Um, because l- l- let's look at it this way. I'm I'm an I'm a FBS school, okay? I can get a 18-year-old high school senior that has never played a down of college football, or I can get a two-year starter at a Sam Houston uh, that has played two full seasons of college football and is, and is 21 years old. He's a grown man. He's had... He's had college nutrition college weightlifting where where does it start to affect how how hard high school kids get recruited
0: yeah and we've seen it as well on top of that and you've kind of seen it firsthand being at sam houston and you know there's always good transfers it's not like every time you bring in a guy they're going to end up being bad we've seen some really good guys on our team but you have these high school kids that you bring in and you can kind of create a culture around them and kind of develop them throughout four years. But when you bring a transfer in, you got a guy that's coming in for one or two years. How much does he really care for the team? How much is it about, I just kind of want to get my stats. I want to get out of here, get ready for the league. And we've even seen with Texas A&M, You know, the whole rumor is that they lost a lot of transfers. They lost a lot of their guys from their their number one recruiting class. And the rumor going around is they just kind of wanted to get the NIL money that the Texas A&M can provide from their fan base. They took their one year and they bounced. We look at Quinn Ewers, another guy that people said took advantage of the NIL and kind of bounced out of there from Ohio State, comes to Texas, the place he actually wanted to go. So now – is it becoming a thing where people are using the transfer portal for, for money reasons? Are they using it for other reasons? And, you know, for a guy like me, I I'm a six year senior. I played five years for one team and I'm in the portal and, you know, I haven't had as much stats as other guys will, you know, I've started six games, which it's a good accomplishment, but that's not as good as a two year starter or, or an all conference or an all American. And, And I'm tracking these guys and I'm seeing guys that are on their third or fourth school. And so it's one of those deals where, man, it's it's frustrating for a guy like me. And I can understand how high school's got it. But it's kind of the portal is becoming something where with the NIL rule, it's kind of becoming something more, more bad than good. And it's, one free, of the, agency. it's yeah, free agency. It's free agency. And you man, know, that's what it thing, is. One thing I thought is maybe there should be a, you know, like a two year requirement. You have to stay at a school or something like that, maybe set like you can only transfer to two schools at, at at like have a cap. I don't know. They're just something has to be done to fix these rules because with it being so young, we're just seeing it's kind of just going overboard at this point.
1: Well, the the part that the part that I dislike the most is there's no there's no sense of school loyalty. There's no there's no sense of school pride. You know, hey things aren't going good at A and I'm just going to jump ship. I'm just going to jump ship. I'll go somewhere else. And, and that's AM's problem. A great example of, of somebody who didn't take that route and is reaping the benefits tremendously is TCU quarterback Max Duggan. He loses, the, he's, he's, he's a two year, three year starter at TCU. He loses the job in fall camp to Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris gets hurt week one or week two of this season. Max Duggan comes in and he's having a Heisman Trophy season. And so he stayed the course. He he was loyal to TCU. And now having said all that, that's not entirely fair because then you have situations where coaches like UIW's coach right now, he is leaving mid playoff run to go and pursue another coaching opportunity. So he didn't have any loyalty. And so it's just like,
0: man, where,
1: where do we draw the line?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, Man, I don't, cause like you said, do you, it's, it's a tough deal. The transfer portal, because it's good for students. It's good for student athletes because you don't want to be stuck at a school where you're miserable for four years, but then you have people taking advantage of it, but then head coaches do it. So it's just a complicated thing where how much freedom do you want to give athletes, but how much do you need to hold them back? I don't know. I, uh, like I said, being a guy in the portal myself and kind of experiencing it, it's it's a pain it's it's really tough it's tough being in it with so many guys and seeing other guys get offered and you know i i I will say i don't enjoy the portal but it's been fun talking to coaches and meeting new people and and getting you know next week i got a couple of visits i get to go on and so i'm excited for that but man it is stressful it's not fun and you like you said you lose the love for the school and you lose a competitive edge you don't have to compete for a spot anymore if you don't think you want to do it you can always leave and so it raised some questions, but it's still good for the players. And I think, uh, I think it's doing, it's doing well. It just needs some adjustments.
1: Where are you, uh, where are you visiting next week? If you, can you share that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, division two is been a kind of a spot where I have really hit a mark. Um, You know, obviously I want to be an FCS guy or maybe a group of five player, but you got to be realistic with yourself being a six, two tight end. You're, only certain teams are gonna need you if you wanna do 12 personnel stuff. So I've really gotten in the division two world and division two is still great football. That's not a knock on them. There's some the really good programs. And so I am going to Colorado State Pueblo first. Um then Central Missouri, which is a school that is talk I've talked to a lot, and then East Central up in Oklahoma. And then finally I'm finishing off with Butler in Indianapolis. So, you know, this next week's gonna be busy because with mid-year guys they want you to be there for spring ball right so they are trying to get you signed by january so december is the only time they really have and so it's been really crowded really busy but uh, i'm excited to go and enjoy these visits enjoy recruiting because hump like you probably know we didn't really get all that when we were in high school we didn't get to go on all the visits and we got to do i know uh me and you did the sam houston walk-on visit that was much different than what the official visits guy were getting. So, you know, it's it's fun to be yeah. the guy that gets that gets all the love. I had
1: a, I had a lot more fun uh, being a host on recruiting weekends uh, than when I was an actual recruit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was that was a lot different.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I, I enjoy I enjoy the phone calls. I enjoy the tweets. It's being a walk-on radio, like I guess influencer, I'm I'm on Twitter all the time, following as many coaches as I can, and sending my film out, making graphics, making posts, and so just trying to sell myself the best I can. It's it's been a it's been quite a journey. But Hump, uh, next up, you know, you talked about TCU and Max Duggan. Let's kind of touch on the playoffs a little bit, and even some you know significant bowl games. So Hump, kind of give me the rundown about this college season that we've seen and the final four as of now, and could it change? And if it changes, who, who would bump in and who would bump out?
1: Yeah, it's been an incredibly unique college football season. Um, you're, you're, you're quickly – well, you're out of undefeated teams for the most part. There's three left. Uh, you've got Georgia, who they've got the SEC championship against the three-loss LSU. You've got Michigan, who, who put a beat down on Ohio State, a team that you and I have been high on. Uh, They're going to finish out undefeated. They play a Purdue team that's not all that impressive in the Big Ten Championship. And then you've got, out of nowhere, you've got the TCU Horned Frogs who are undefeated. They play number 10 Kansas State tomorrow, which should be a good one. Uh, They beat them earlier in the year, but I have no reason to think otherwise uh, that TCU won't finish this thing out undefeated.
0: Yeah, and what do you think – because you're a big TCU guy. I know your sister went to TCU. You've been around the campus, around the athletic program for a long time. What is it this year that has made TCU so different and so dominant? Man, I think
1: that they, they, they seem really bought in. They they've really rallied around Max Duggan. They've really rallied around uh Sonny Dykes, the the new head coach, the guy that came in after Gary Patterson. But but make no mistake, TCU has been a program that has been close before. If you remember correctly, they're kind of the biggest college football playoff snub to date. Uh, the first year, Trayvon Boykin, uh, they they were number five. They missed out. Um, and, and so I think that this is an awesome story. Uh, and if I'm TCU and I'm sitting at number three and we get a win tomorrow and, and our semifinal matchup is against Michigan, who's starting running back just towards ACL, um, I'm feeling pretty good uh, about a, about a potential birth in the national championship.
0: Now, here's the thing though, in your opinion, let's say, you know, Kansas state's a great team. Number 10, let's say they take the upset and beat TCU given who TCU is and maybe not being your playoff predominant team. And will that one loss bump them out and will we see maybe an Ohio state or an Alabama somehow fall in again? Man,
1: it really it really boils down to what does USC do in the in the Pac-Twelve Championship and what is well that that's really all it boils down to because Ohio State does not play this weekend. Alabama does not play this weekend. Um I think it's five I think five teams to this point have a chance to make it. Uh obviously if TCU wins, they're in. If USC wins, they're in. But Ohio State doesn't play. So you're gonna have to decide if TCU loses, where what, what, do they go to four? Do they go to five? What does USC's game look like? Is is TCU's one loss as bad as Ohio State's one loss? Um, I don't think I don't think a two loss team can get in. There's never been one. Uh, and if Bama were to somehow sneak in with two losses, boy, that would that would raise hell uh, on on social media. So I I really don't see that happening. Clemson. They've got where well, they have two losses now, yeah, yeah. They're out, they're out. Uh, so I, I legitimately think that it is there's two spots up for grabs TCU being number one on that chart, um, USC being number two, and then behind them, Ohio State's gonna have to just play the wait and see game.
0: And then what about Michigan? They just lost Blake Quarm, he is uh, he's out with knee. And uh, knee surgery, he's out for the season. Uh, Somebody else, I think he was a starting offensive lineman, just got arrested. So Michigan, out of nowhere, just kind of having a lot of hits. Uh, I know he wasn't the starter, but Cade Nakamura, Nakamura, transfers to Iowa, even though uh, McCarthy's been the guy. But what are Michigan's chances of staying alive? And are they one loss away from getting booted? Or do you think because of how good they did this season and also destroying Ohio State, even another loss or a loss will keep them in the playoffs.
1: Man, they're in. Uh, after after the smackdown that they gave the Ohio State um, last weekend, it, they're in. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens this weekend. Now it's up to seeding for them. You know they could drop as low as four with a loss, being that it's against Purdue. Uh, Georgia is in with a loss, and so I to me, Georgia and and Michigan have punched their tickets. I only say that TCU hasn't because I have seen them get booted before uh, on, on weird circumstances. So I truly do think that TCU is fine. Um, but the only two foreshores that I will give right this second is Georgia and Michigan.
0: Yeah. And then so even with a surprising LSU upset in the SEC championship, Georgia's is going to stick it out and stay in there because they need an SEC school in the playoffs. <laughs> that, that will never happen.
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed uh, in Tennessee. Uh, I wanted Tennessee to make it. That was a fun story. Hendon Hooker had a great year. uh, But, you know, they they got beat by Georgia, and that was a game where, okay, you you lost to a Georgia team, the defending national champs, you're fine. Uh, But then, man, they got slapped by Spencer Rattler, walk-on radio's favorite uh, at South Carolina. And and after that, there's really no getting in.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, speaking of Spencer Rattler, man, South Carolina, a team that, you know, didn't look very good, all of a sudden just two in a row. Does South Carolina have a future and what do you think Spencer Rattler is? He do you think he might commit to the draft soon or he might stick it out? Yeah,
1: I don't I don't know, man. Um they they're just they were kind of one of those monster killers this year, you know, they kind of played the role that maybe maybe an Arkansas plays or or a Mississippi State plays where you know if you're Bama if you're am if you're one of those guys you got to watch out um and so I don't know what Spencer Rattle will do uh, he had a, a good year this year I thought given the circumstances he's not my favorite uh, but I do wish him the best uh, it was it was fun to see those guys upset some some big time schools um so I don't we'll
0: see I don't know and then kind of going into the Heisman running uh it's it's close we got CJ Stroud Max Duggan. Caleb Williams, but people have already kind of said that Caleb Williams has locked it in. What do you think? How's the Heisman running go? And if Texas was a team competing, does Bijan Robinson win the Heisman?
1: I think that everything you just said right there is spot on. Uh, I think that the people have given it to Caleb Williams. My only plea would be let's look at let's look at Max Duggins. Let's look at his surroundings. Okay not near as impressive as a C.J. Stroud or a Caleb Williams. He's undefeated, okay? He, he's going to be a conference champion after tomorrow, potentially, and he's going to be the number two or number three seed in the college football playoffs. I think his story is awesome. Uh, I think that he's got a, a really great Heisman-worthy story, uh, but but Caleb Williams is certainly deserving of that award. Uh, C.J. Stroud, man, 0-2 against Michigan in his career, uh, potentially misses out on the college football playoffs. That's not going to get it done for me. Um, if Texas was a New Year Six team, I think that Bijan Robinson probably could have won the Heisman. I, I, I do, and if and if you watched, if you watched, uh, you you would agree with that.
0: Yeah, uh, Texas man, what what an interesting team. Uh, Quinn Ewers once he finally came back really put the team on his back and had a great season hump being a Texas fan is Bijan Robinson God. do you think he declares for the draft? I I do. Um,
1: the only, the only thing that is interesting in this day and age with, with college athletics is, you know, a lot of those guys would leave because of the money. Um, but Bijan Robinson drives a Lamborghini. Uh, and so it, it is a different world in that sense. It just depends. Does he want one more chance at, at potentially, you know, vying for a national championship spot? I think Texas is close. I know God, I say it every year. Everyone says it every year, but but they have they have the right pieces. It's just a matter of can they do it? And B. John Robinson, if he came back next year, to me, he's the Heisman favorite.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... Man, it's, it's disappointing because he is the number one running back. You know, of course, Blake Horm is kind of another guy that was in the conversation, but the things that Bijan has been able to do is just quite insane. My last college football question before we move into some NFL talk, uh, Hudson Card, your Texas guy, hits the transfer portal, obviously with Arch Manning coming in and Quinn Ewers. It's not looking good for the guy, but he still had a great season or a great year, great time in Texas. Is there any spots you could see him ending up now and – is there anyone, uh, any surprises we might know? Where do you think Hudson Card might end up? Ooh, man.
1: Um, I think he ends up at a power five spot. I do. Uh, I think Hudson Card w- was a good player. He did some really good things in, in some times where he got called up. Um, could he be an A&M Aggie? Could Uh-oh. he be an Oklahoma Sooner? I don't know. Uh, so that would You be- said
0: Alabama maybe too
1: that yeah i he he will find a home he will find a, a big program to call home um you know i mean arkansas auburn Ole miss i don't i don't necessarily know all of their quarterback situations as far as what they have younger and, and what they have recruiting but but i could see hudson card playing at a at a legit program
0: yeah and we're gonna kind of keep up with the transfer portal we uh we're gonna to try to attempt to keep walk on radio going as the playoffs move on and bowl season, and so a lot of transfer portal news to talk about. We're gonna keep in touch with that, but of course we gotta talk some NFL stuff too. And uh, you know, I'm gonna let you talk first about the Cowboys because not much to talk about the Green Bay Packers, not our season this year. But kind of talk about the Cowboys, how y'all season been going, and as y'all get ready for the playoffs, what's what you're expecting, what you're looking for, and then just kind of touch on the NFL. Who are the who are the top dogs, and who are some teams that could surprise?
1: Yeah, Dalton, um, you know, I told you this kind of jokingly before uh, we we started recording, but if the Cowboys beat the Packers weeks ago at Lambeau, I'd say that the, that the Cowboys are the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, and that's that's really no joke. Uh, I think the Cowboys are legit. I think that they're probably the second best team in the NFC behind the Eagles, but the Eagles are certainly not just a juggernaut uh, like, like people maybe thought they were. Uh, San Francisco concerns me. But man, Kylie Dallas has the recipe finally. You've got this world-renowned defense. And and that paired with with the Cowboys is a sentence that I never knew that I would utter. But but Micah Parsons is as good as I've ever seen with my own two eyes of a defensive player. Uh and so that's been a lot of fun. Dak's starting to hit on all strides. The Zeke and Pollard train is. It's it's nice. Uh, I, I've enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys. If I think that we're our biggest opponent right now, I, I I think that really the only thing stopping us from from an NFC Championship bid is beating ourselves, which in the past we have been elite at.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been fun for me watching um unfortunately you know it's looking like the packers will not make playoffs so i get to kind of take a back seat and enjoy the playoffs and, and not really have any any favorites or not but hump you know there's been rumors about odell beckham jr coming to the cowboys how strong do we think that is i know he's kind of landed y'all and i think the giants has a couple spots the rams again how uh how do you do we think we can or y'all can get odell beckham what are the chances
1: Uh, To me, everything I've heard is that recently it's become Cowboys or Bills. Um, I think that there's a very real possibility that we land Odo Beckham. It would be very interesting. Um, My biggest concern is that he – you don't want to change the dynamic of the locker room that we have going right now because everything is great. Uh, But I don't think he will. I think that he has matured uh, as a player. I think that after seeing what he did for the Rams – In route to their Super Bowl last year why would you not want that guy I mean dude's just a a world talent uh and so if the Cowboys were to land him I would say that that is a tremendous pickup
0: yeah it'll uh it'll definitely kind of change things for y'all add another weapon to your offense and yeah it's exciting to watch the Cowboys uh even though I hate them and it's it's fun to watch (laughs) hopefully you can finally have a happy ending to your to your season I know uh I know if y'all make the Super Bowl, the chances of you going are very high. So what? Uh, it's in L.A. this year, right?
1: It it is. Uh, no, it's uh,
0: no, it was in L.A. last
1: year. It is in
0: Phoenix this year. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, would you attend the Super Bowl if you can, if y'all make it?
1: There, there is absolutely no doubt that uh, Ryan Humphreys would be in attendance if if the Dallas Cowboys make the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: So going on with the Packers, man, Uh, it's been a disappointing season. Uh, There's some there's some high things. Christian Watson is a very good receiver, who is it's surprising. We are a little worried about him. He struggled in the beginning. Now, all of a sudden, he has become a significant receiver, number one. He has scored a lot of points. Him and Romeo Dubes look very good, both as rookies. And another high point is with something I didn't think I was ever going to say is, Jordan Love looks good. He looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers, and it looks like he's been paying attention. He's been watching Rodgers play. And so I'm excited for, for Jordan Love. Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done yet. Um, he They have talked about potentially having season-ending surgery on his thumb. He said he wants to play. Is this his last year? I'm not sure. But Packer fans, the thing about Packer fans is, the second things go wrong, they turn on the team very quickly, and everyone was like, "Goodbye, Aaron Rodgers, let's go, Jordan Love, let's stop for a second. Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks of all time. It my goat, in my opinion. So you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. Do I think his last season? I'm not sure. But Jordan Love looks really good. Our defense needs help. Uh, the the corners we got Jair, he does a great job. Our front five is good. We we lost Rashawn Gary to an ACL, so there's nothing you can do about that. But I think we have a young team, and we're developing. I don't think anyone should be on the hot seat. Matt Lafleur is fine. We're fine. But if Aaron Rodgers leaves, I think I am finally starting to get more comfortable with Jordan Love taking the the handles, taking the seat hump. What have you seen about the Packers, and what, what do you think?
1: The only comment I have about the Green Bay Packers is that I thoroughly enjoyed my visit to Lambeau Field. It is, I would say, Fenway Park. The, the Boston Red Sox baseball stadium is the number one sports venue I've ever been to. I'd say Lambeau field is number two. Uh, and that's no joke. I respect the hell out of, out of those fans, that town. It was awesome. I had an absolute blast. Um, I think, I think good times are coming for the Packers. Uh, it won't be this year. I uh, I do not see them making the playoffs and, and I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Aaron Rodgers is done. Uh, but I think that, you have where's the reality of it? It, it the quarterback has to be jordan love you you drafted him as a first rounder you don't have a choice to, to yeah. figure out if that was the right move or not um but the little action that he got the other night he looked pretty good
0: yeah and you know unless you're getting a mega trade out of them you, you got to figure it out. But uh, I like him. He's learned a lot. He's gotten better. Christian Watson looks good. We still have a great run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We're okay. Maybe not this year. We'll we'll take a seat, sit back. But, look, not every, you can't be good every single year. You got to have a couple of years. You know, that's the Cowboys. They have they have plenty of those. So, Hump, let's kind of talk about playoffs. They're the, the AFC or the NFC East. My goodness. The NFC Beast. Apparently, the chances are that every team might make the playoffs from the NFC East. Who would have thought that would have ever happened? But the Eagles are looking very hot. Let's kind of start with the NFC. What's it looking like? Who do you think is going to be the NFC Championships? Is it going to be the Eagles and somebody else? Are the Giants going to get in? Are the Vikings going to get in? Kind of talk to me about the NFC and and what you think.
1: Man, I think that uh, I think that realistically, there's three Super Bowl candidates out of the NFC. I think it's the Eagles. I think, it's the, I think it's the Cowboys, and I think it's the Niners. Um, you know, the Vikings have had a good year. The Giants have had a good year. The Commanders are coming on. But those guys just don't strike me as Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl NFC candidates. They, they just don't. Uh, the Cowboys embarrassed Minnesota weeks ago, embarrassed them. Um, and so it's looking like you're going to get Cowboys-Eagles in the second round um that and and depending on where it's at that that'll change a lot but I think that's going to be the second round matchup and I think the winner of that one is going to go on to play the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship and I I don't know I I think all three teams are worthy I think they're all good enough to do it uh but we'll see obviously I hope it's my Cowboys
0: yeah and man the 49ers how how much of an impact has Christian McCaffrey joining them done? I know we didn't get to talk about it when it happened, but what a weapon to add into that crazy offense already with Debo and George Kittle and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, people talk about trading and get rid of him, but he's a winning quarterback. He has won a lot of games for the 49ers. So how dangerous are the 49ers right now? I think they're very
1: dangerous. Uh, You've got McCaffrey, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got Brandon Ayuk, you've got George Kittle. And, I don't know why Jimmy G gets such a bad rap. The dude has been to a Super Bowl. He's been to the NFC Championship. I mean, I I'm not saying that Trey Lance isn't the future, but let's let's pat let's pat Jimmy G on the back sometimes.
0: Yeah, and you know, just you kind of answered that already, but with their winning with his winning record and being a guy, especially the offense where you don't have to be like Aaron Rodgers and and throw and put it on the money every time, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo a franchise guy? Are they still gonna try to work out Trey Lance?
1: Uh, you know, I think it would take him winning the Super Bowl uh, to, for him to stay because there's going to be a lot of vacancies next year where he can go and get a huge payday, um, and I think he will. Uh, I, I, I predict that Trey Lance will be the quarterback of the Niners next year, and I can see Jimmy Garoppolo as a saint, as a colt, um, as a raider. I don't know, but I, I, I do see I do see Jimmy Garoppolo on the move next year.
0: And then kind of finally transitioning to the AFC, a lot of powerhouses in that division or are, are in that conference, I guess. You got uh you got the Dolphins, you got the Chiefs, you got a lot of powerhouses, the Bills, of course, with Josh Allen. Kind of talking about the AFC, how the race is going, and who do you think will end up on top?
1: Man, I think that the Dolphins have been the best surprise this year. Tua uh, I was really hard on him before a walk on radio. He has proven me wrong and I'm happy to see that. I'm, I'm easily admittable to that. Uh, the Bengals that they're gonna be competitive as long as Joe Burrow is their quarterback. Um, the Ravens are good. I don't see them being a Super Bowl team. I just I don't know what Lamar I don't know if what he does is a Super Bowl recipe, but it's fun to watch, but don't no, At the end of the day, it's the Chiefs or the Bills. Uh, and I think that's the way it's been for a while now. Uh, of course, you did have the Bengals upset the Chiefs on their way to a Super Bowl last year. But I just I, I just right now, the way it is, I, I cannot say that it's going to be anyone outside of the Chiefs or the Bills.
0: Yeah, and that's always how it ends up. But you never know. We've seen the playoffs. The Titans have come around and made some upsets and eliminated the Chiefs, eliminated the Ravens. So all it takes is one game. And that's what makes NFL special. So, uh, it is gonna be probably Chiefs and Bills, but you, you never know. And Hump, the last question before we end this episode, right now, Super Bowl prediction: Who do you have, and who's winning? Man, and then uh, win Super Bowl MVP as well. Oh man, um, I, I'm I'm
1: because we are 13 weeks into this thing, and and months ago, this was my prediction. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, I'll go Cowboys Bills. Um, I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl in our prediction episode. I will stick with that. Uh, obviously, I hope that that is wrong. Uh, maybe me not picking the Cowboys will tell the football gods to do the right thing. Um, <laughs> but if the Bills win the Super Bowl, Josh Allen is your Super Bowl MVP. No questions asked.
0: Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to say the Bills, and then on the NFC side, Eagles or 49ers. I think the Eagles are doing great things. I know you don't want to. Come hear- on, man. You can't you say to- both of them and leave out the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys, but. You, you got you to gotta pick one. Okay, because I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Got to go with the hot hand team that's been doing very well. And also, uh, have you heard Jason and Travis Kelsey's new podcast, New Heights? i uh big fan of their podcast. So I'm a big Jason Kelsey fan. So I got to kind of ride with him, but. I think the Bills still win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen will win MVP. But the Eagles are hot, and uh, if they can continue that run, they're going to do good. But they got to beat the Cowboys, and that's a team that they've struggled with for a long time, and we'll have to see how that goes. But Eagles are doing well, but I still think no matter what, an AFC team will win the Super Bowl, most likely the Bills. So, Hump, any last words before we finish up this episode and, and keep rolling with some, some playoff talk and, and all spo- sides of football? No, man, uh,
1: it was good to have Walk on Radio today. Uh, check us out on all all places that you can listen to a podcast. Uh, we hope to kind of make this a regular thing again. Um, and uh, appreciate appreciate you guys uh, bearing with us. It's kind of been a weird year.
0: Yeah, so follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and listen to us on any podcast site. And uh, this is brought to you by the Bleed Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And, of course, we will see you next time.